Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Lori. And today we are going to discuss the tools we cannot live without for our reselling business. Yeah. So we have no script. We're going to <laughs> whatsoever, not even our intro. No, we've got nothing this week. And we know we're a little late with our episode this week. Sorry, but you know, life. And life I'm sure we'll life happens. Gosh, Daniela, this is so weird though, because we're always scripted in the beginning. When you ever messaged me and was like, can we just um, record later in the week? I was like, oh my gosh, I hope she's okay. Because you never miss, you never miss anything ever. I know. So we'll talk all about it in this episode and we'll talk about our favorite things. So we will see you at the table. Here we go. Here, here we are. Eating oh. my yogurt. This is a Chobani Flip Mint Chocolate Chip Yogurt. This is my dinner Ooh, at 9.03 p.m. You know what my new favorite Weight Watchers snack is? I have a couple, but one is the, um, it's, I don't know if it's put out by Chobani, but it's um, only two grams of sugar. It's it's called like too good or just two or something like that. Like have, so it's low sugar is what it is. And on Weight, on weight Watchers, it's only two points for the yogurt. But then I get these, I don't know if Wegmans, is a local thing, but it's a grocery store. And I'm sure you know what they are, but I don't know if all of our listeners do, but so we don't it's have a- one in Rhode Island. I wish we did, but. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, they just pull in at the Natick mall. Oh, so that's um, not too far. Yeah. So anyways, they sell frozen cherries, which I'm sure most grocery stores do, but they sell like the sweet dark cherries all in one bag and they're so good. And I just load the top of my cup with the frozen cherries and it almost t- changes the yogurt into like frozen yogurt because it's mm. so cold from the frozen cherries. It is delicious. And it takes a long time to eat it because the cherries are like frozen solid frozen. at first. Yeah. So freaking good. Sounds good. I love that. Love it's that. really good. It's really good. Yeah. So um, guys, it's Wednesday. Is today Wednesday? Yes. Yes. Wednesday night. <laughs> I haven't really slept this week. So yes, it is Wednesday night and we're recording late. Um, I don't, I can be transparent about why I had everyone on here knows that listens to us. I had one of my flare ups. So, um, that is why we did not record on Sunday and I needed some time to rest. I could have recorded, but I decided to listen to my body. And that's good. Yes. You needed that. Mm, I needed to rest. I slept and I felt better the next day. So that is why you're getting a Wednesday episode. It's fine. Thursday. Oh yeah, Thursday, Wednesday for us. Thursday for Thursday. Okay. I'm like nervous. Did you just hear that beep come through? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Just like a text message that comes through, and I can't hit the mute button because I'm talking. But it's like a it's a group chat, so I'm worried. Like it's going to be like a thousand messages. One of our friends is moving out of town, so we're having a goodbye party for tomorrow night. So it's just like reminder, follow up stuff. Yeah. So Lori, how was um, your week? So you had Hope that was there all of last week. I'm so sad I couldn't meet with you guys, but work just kind of got in the way, unfortunately. Yeah, we missed I you. Um, I, I tried so hard, but I couldn't. Yeah, it, w- it was a whirlwind of a week, but it was it was really great. I can't believe like tomorrow's a week that she's already been gone. I know. Time goes um, it just fast. goes by so fast. So um, nope, she was, we, we had such a great time. Like the thrifting we did was was crazy good. I'm so jealous that you spent seven hours in that store. Oh my gosh. That's the haul that I filmed today. So I just went through three trash bags that I got from that store. And, um, I just like, I really was like shocked by some of the stuff that I found, but it also is a testament to, 
just being thorough, you know, like think about not every store has the stuff that all stores have, like obviously not all thrift stores are created equally. But I noticed when I went to Goodwill in Worcester a few weeks ago, it was really cold at first. Like, I'm like, ah, this place is overrated. And then I was just there for a while. So I just kept looking and looking. And the longer I stayed, the more that I found. And then by the end of the visit, I was like, this is actually a really great place. Um, but I, but I forced myself to stay because it takes a while to warm up. Like, I think you and I were so used to our savers. Like I can size up savers pretty quickly. Oh, and, yeah. In like, like 10, 15 minutes. I know it's, it's a important. huge store, but I, but I kind of just get a vibe pretty quickly just because I know the store so well. So when I'm in a different environment, it takes me a while. Mm-hmm. And this, the thrift store we went to is Hope's favorite. So I knew we were going to be there for a really long time, but I did not think seven hours and, and it really flew by. And I said in my video today, I probably spent two hours like cumulatively Um, just running comps in that store because there are so many brands that I have never, ever, ever seen before. And I know they're good. So a lot of it's just throwing stuff in our cart. And we probably had like 85 things in our cart. And then like, by the time you get done sorting, I went down to 56 things, but um, yeah, it was crazy. The thrifting was crazy. Uh, The Cape was a lot better than I thought it would be as well. Cause I pictured Cape just just a little more relaxed. It's not the city. You don't have the same fashion on the Cape as you do closer to Boston, but I'll tell you, it was really good. So yeah, we had a lot of fun and we were both pretty wiped out by the end of the week. And now like, I'm a little sick today, like today, this morning, I wasn't feeling great. Hope was, had a flare up at home. We're like, we're all kind of in rough shape. Like, cause we partied like rock stars for a week. Well, not really. I mean, we were tired at the end of the day. So we, we slept well, we would go to bed, but um, no, we had a lot of fun. It's, Good. it's nice to be in person with somebody who does what you do. It is. It is. It makes a big difference when you're with okay. someone that does the exact same thing. It's the same thrill and enjoys doing the same stuff and learns the same things that you learn. Or maybe they know more things than you and you bounce different things. You collaborate and share because you have different stuff. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. And it's rare for us as resellers to have that time. Yeah, I agree. It's hard to make time to spend with another reseller no matter how close you are with someone. It's very difficult to fit that in just given work that needs to be done, you know, um, family, everything, right? Like reselling has that flexibility, but at the same time, it's also difficult to, but the days fill up really quickly. And, and I think that, um, I think that's why that week is like such a gift because like my husband, Jay knows he's like, Oh, I know this is the week that hopes here or whatever. Like there's no, I have to cook dinner tonight. It's almost like I'm on a work trip. I think that's how Jay kind of views it. And and I view it like, okay, I know you're not going to be home till nine. You're going to eat out. And it's just like, we go hard all day. Um, But it is like already there's a store that we went to on our way down to the Cape um, that I really liked. And certain things go on sale after 90 days. And there were a few pieces that I wanted to go back for. And I just, I can't, like, I just can't, I haven't had the time to go back because now, of course, I have all these pieces I have to process. Yeah. But um, it was fun. It was fun. Good. Lots of work ahead of you, but that's okay. It was that's fun. okay. Yeah, that's the. And name you have of lots of stuff. I, on the other hand, have not been sourcing at all. But I also haven't really been photographing, so I'm okay. But I have to say, I've been sharing. Like I've been doing my usual sharing and sending out offers. I've had one sale every day, which is okay. I mean, I'm not making the same amount of money as I was if I was, you know, being consistent with it. But I'm having sales every day, so. 
I'm giving myself that break and that like, it's okay, Daniela, just when you feel like photographing and thrifting again, do it. You've had a lot of transitions in the last couple of weeks. I was going to say, you, you, you yeah. transitioned to a new position at work and that, yeah. that's a lot. That's a yeah. lot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, last week was a little difficult too. Um, uh, we lost someone at work too. We had a coworker that passed away at work. Yeah. And, uh, very unexpected. It was, you know, I mean, she had a condition, but, um, we don't believe that this was related to what happened. So yeah, it was last week was just, it was, you know, the week before was rough because my, my, my kitty passed away. And then I think it was Monday. Um, yeah, I think it was Monday is when our coworker passed away. So that was like, you know, that was just, it was just crazy. Um, it's just a lot. Yeah. Thanks. It was just, it's just nuts. I wasn't, you know, and it doesn't matter that I wasn't that friendly with her. I, I worked with her. I knew her, you know, it's, it's always awful, especially when it's unexpected like that. And she was young. She's 37. Wow. Three years older than me. So, um, yeah. So last week was just crazy. Then I had my flare up and all that. So I was just kind of like, you know what? When I thrift, you need I thrift. to press the reset button. I know. Well, well that's, that's the thing. I'm just kind of like, you know, when I get back to it, I get back to it. I just kind of need to take some time for myself. And that's kind of the beauty of it. I still have my full-time job where I get a paycheck every week. And I'm still making money. Um, I'm just adjusting my priorities. Yeah. And it's not, it's not all about always making more, more, more Mm -hmm. selling more, you know, like I, I even have thought a little bit about my YouTube channel and where I want to go with it. I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm in my rhythm here, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, do I really want to be like every month making more money? Like, Oh, I got to beat last month's goal. I got to make more money next month. I'm like, because this isn't my, our family's primary source of income. I do the, do this full time, but I'm like, you know, I really love the thrift with me's and I really love, like, maybe I just focus on that fun part of it and not worry so much about, I mean, my sales are good, but I'm like, instead of tracking them so much and being so, I mean, everybody has different circumstances. There are plenty of resellers who do this full time who need to track it. And I need to track it as well. But I just mean like, I don't know, like I just, I've been taking a little bit of a breather with the intensity of stuff as well. I feel like we all go through those phases, right? Where like you're mm-hmm. in it, you're in everything and you're like engrossed in it all. Then all of a sudden you're like, wait, what am I doing to myself? What do I really want to focus on? What do I really enjoy? And then we kind of take those little breaks and we focus on the things we really like. And then sometimes we go hard on some things and sometimes we don't. I just think it's finding that balance, what works best for you. We've talked about this in other episodes. It's different for everyone. It's different for everyone. And even, um, even ourselves, we, we, we have different seasons and, you know, there, there, there are times when our focus is on one thing and then it shifts, you know? Yep. I agree with you. And we can just segue into things that we can't live without in our business. And I think this also changes with time, because if I were to go back to like, when I first started reselling, something that I thought was necessary that I never purchased. I ended up creating something that was my own was, you know, how everyone go back like a year or two ago was buying those replica surface things. Oh yeah. Yeah. Flat lays. Yeah. And I thought when I first started that that was what I needed to create pretty pictures because my pictures were just me throwing things on the ground or, or on the back of my, the door. Right. Right. Um, and that was just always something that I wanted. I needed to spend that money to buy it. I never did because I ended up being crafty and this is something that I can't live without. And it's my two cardboard poster boards that I have with adhesive marble 
paper on the back. Like contact paper, like yes, marble so contact paper. It's so beautiful. Thank you. That's all I have. It's contact paper from Walmart, I think, um, which was like five eighty eight, And then the poster board is from Dollar Tree. Wow. And I can't like live without foam, them. Like a foam poster. The foam one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I use. So what I thought was necessary ended up creating, and I know a lot of other resellers do this too. I created my own. You can use anything. I use the marble, but you could use whatever you want, you know? Yeah. And that's what I used for my shoe setup. I was originally also using it for my handbags, but now I've started hanging my handbags. I have um, a new hook that I can hang them on. So that's what I've been doing. But yeah, that is one thing that I absolutely cannot live without. That is part of like the staples of my closet, as you know, when you see that photo, which is kind of like we all aim for, and people see one photo, they know that that's you. And that's kind of like my right. thing. Yep. That's your thing. Yeah. That's so nice. I mean, I can't live without my photo box where I, mm. my it's, it's just from Amazon and I rely heavily on artificial lighting because my studio's in my basement and I don't have a single window to natural lighting, just where it is. I have natural lighting on the other side of the basement, but where I am, nothing. So when I'm down there photographing, if I, I rely heavily on my lights, um, but sometimes it makes it a little bit more work in the editing part too, because yeah. it's all artificial lighting. There's no natural lighting, which in my opinion is the best, you know? So, um, and, and it's not like I couldn't go in the other room and photograph. I just have everything right there. Yeah. Um, so I use my Amazon like light box and that's what I, I do anything small. I do any flat lays, handbags, shoes. And I love that. And when I, when I hired Caitlin, she asked if she could bring in a chair one day. And so now, and I moved it over to my desk. That's what it is. She didn't ask for a chair. I brought in a chair because I was cleaning. And so I cleaned out all the junk under the desk, which was basically just acting like a storage unit. And then I put my photo box on top of the desk when I was revamping my inventory. And so then you just had the chair there. So now you can like really sit and chill and just photograph so much. Cause I'd never sat down when I took my pictures. Yeah. And now like I photographed like 10 pairs of shoes today and it was, it was so easy. Like, that actually sounds really nice. I sit on the floor because I don't have a good setup here, obviously, because I do everything in my bedroom. So I have to sit on the floor. So I hate photographing shoes because I have to sit on the floor. Gotcha. But if I had it like once we have a nice setup, um, I definitely would have a table and have everything just right there so you can sit and it's just really grab place, grab place, like so nice. I also recognize your photos by the leaves that you use in your photo box. That's how I know it's a Lori photo. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, that's, I guess that's my, I feel like at times I've overused it um, or sometimes it makes my photo look busy, but then other times it's like just the pop that I need and yeah. I absolutely love it. So yeah, I just have like an artificial, you know, it's almost like a fern. And yeah. then I have eucalyptus, but I haven't used the eucalyptus in a while. And then during the holidays, I was using like pine, but then if you don't sell your item by the time Christmas comes and goes, and now you're looking at pine in June and you're like, uh, so I stopped using that. Um, but yeah, I like it for the contrast with certain shoes. So that that's my thing. Yeah. And I think, I mean, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I really don't want to spend money on things you know you don't have to do any of this it's just things that we like to do and this is yeah plus right. my greenery costs like four dollars you know right. like yeah the light box I think was maybe 80 I, I kind of want one I'm not gonna lie when I look at light box photos I'm like oh I kind of like that I kind of like it 
but I just don't want to invest in it right now because I just don't have the space. I think that's a lot of it. I was going to say, it's kind of bulky. Yeah, um, I don't have room for it. But I just have the one that's, you know, like mine is probably theater. like two and a half feet by two and a half feet, like square. Yeah. But I mean, there are resellers who have like that huge one that you the walk into. It looks like a shower. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. Um, Hope has one. I think she loves it. Um, I can see that though, because you literally just step in, you're hanging. I, I can see how people like that, but I just don't want to deal with it or setting it up for that matter. Well, my studio space, the room that I actually work in is small. So as it is, even my ring light, I feel like takes up a lot of space. I got the ring light because I had, I got rid of the umbrella lights because yep. those were like super bulky and I needed two of them. And I tripped over them a hundred times. And finally they just disconnected. The cord just finally had had its time. So I had to replace those. Um, but yeah, li lighting is, lighting is pretty essential. Um, uh, let's just say my lint roller. I mean, I could not do what I did. Yeah. I mean, that's just a total, I, I just quite, I just couldn't do what I do without my lint roller. Yeah. I <laughs> and it has to be scotch because I've tried so many cheapy ones yeah, or yeah. even if they, even if they do a good job delinting, um, I can't peel them. They like, they're really difficult to peel back. And then I end up wanting to throw it across the room. So I found my black brand. pair of pants. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The worst. The worst. The absolute worst. Yeah, I agree. I think a linen roll is a good one. Um, a sweater shaver of some sort. I mean, you don't have to get fancy if you don't want to, but I love mine. Mine's battery operated. And I think I got on Amazon for, I don't know, $15, $10, something like that. It was very, very affordable. Butter shavers I, are great. I feel like that's one of the tools that every reseller should have in their toolkit. You should uh -huh. have some type of sweater shaver um, because you are going to come, come across some items that you just are not going to want to sit there and pull pills by hand. Yeah. I think it, it gives you more options as a seller. Um, because like when I'm out shopping, if I, if I see a sweater, I'm like, this is really nice. And it's marked down because of the pilling, but I know I can hit that with the, yeah, sweater, with the sweater shaver and it will look great. I mean, I don't think the sweater shaver works great on all no. surfaces no. and I have ruined one or two things with my sweater shaver getting like a little too close. Um, but I've used it on multiple things. I've had like, um, wool slippers, like plaid wool slippers mm -hmm. that were pilling. And I used that sweater shaver and they were like new. I've used it like between like the legs, like that the area that rubs between the legs on like Lululemon leggings and yeah. it just like smooths it out. So yeah, it's great. They're great. They're wonderful. I want to go back to the light box and ring light discussion. Do you think it's necessary for people to have a ring light? I feel like this is a, like a controversial topic that people talk about when they first start reselling. Like, should I buy a ring light? Should I not buy a ring light? You know, all those types of things. I think it comes down to what your lighting is because, you know, I would love to not have to use artificial lighting. I, I really would. Um, but I also think, no, I, I mean, no, you can make it work. Some people don't have them and they make it work. Do you have a light? I have one ring light. I only have room for one but it requires yeah. me to do a lot of editing. Like if I could just use natural light all the time, I wouldn't have to edit as much. But right, that's what I was saying about my stuff too. Right, only mm -hmm. having one ring light and my wall is like an off-white color and I can't paint it. It's like a creamy color. So I always have to do some type of something to it, right? Yeah. Um, the colors are never 100%. I, I like it, but I also get frustrated when I have to use the ring light. Like I got to set it up and then the color never looks hundred percent the way I want it to look. I just like to wait for a sunny day and take a picture. 
Right. I think that the tricky part, and this would come down, this is an individual thing. I mean, if you're a person who maybe your mom with small children and you can't photograph until the kids go to bed, well, then it's dark out. So you would absolutely need a ring light in order to, to do your job and take photos. If you can do it so that maybe you're taking photos while they nap during the day and you can do natural lighting. I mean, I really think it's, it's a personal decision Mm -hmm. for me. It's just, it's peace of mind knowing that I can take photos any time of day or evening, whenever the urge hits me uh, or whenever it needs to get done, I'm not limited by sunlight. And that Um, plays a big part to us as new Englanders as well, because once, you know, September, August, September hits, I mean, the sun does start to, yeah, it's getting dark, you know? Yeah. So, you know, there are times where it's three 30 and you're like, I can't take photos after three. And that was when I first started, I was like, I have to get a ring light. Cause once three 30 hits, I can't do anything anymore. You know, by the time I get home from work, it's, it's pitch blackout. So, um, but you don't, I guess necessarily have to spend money on a ring light. There are other options. Like you could buy a lamp without the shade on it and use like a daylight bulb. Like there's lots of different ways that you can do it if you don't want to. I mean, this light right here, that's like a desk light. This, this light is so bright, right. um, yeah. like on our desktop. I mean, this is better than some of like the little mini ring lights that I use when I do like my zoom calls. Uh, yeah. so yeah, I think that's definitely an option there. There are affordable ways to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they go on sale a lot too. Amazon has a bunch. Walmart has them. So like I've seen a lot of ring lights at TJ Maxx lately. I mean, they're all in like selfie mode, but, um, but I, I feel like they're getting bigger and bigger because I think, I feel like more and more people are just, there's a lot of content creators content. Yes. So they're popping up in a lot of places. So I, I think it's, it's an attainable thing. It's not like, so for example, like I can't live without my Jiffy steamer. That was $179. That's expensive. So I feel like there are plenty of other options for steamers Mm -hmm. that don't require that much money. Um, But I feel like ring lights, you can probably get cheap. Yeah. And you can find other ways to make it work. It's like you have multiple options when it comes to that. A steamer, I mean, it all depends on, I think a steamer is necessary in this business, whether you like to steam or not, it's necessary because certain items that we get just are can't go in the wash can't do anything with it right they can't go in the wash or they're just so like you got a linen shirt and it's just so wrinkled and you you have to steam it yeah silk shirt you have to steam it like I mean if you want to be professional about your business there I'm sure people take pictures and things aren't ironed or steamed I mean I've done it when I'm lazy but if it's really I mean you don't not everything has to be but you know I, I I think it helps your photos for yeah, sure. I agree. And I'm not about ironing. That's not oh. the life I live. <laughs> Before I had a steamer, I was ironing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. So I couldn't wait. But my steamer, I have a handheld, like one of those simple handheld ones. Yeah. Um, I want to say pretty but, effective people. Yeah. Like, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. The, I mean, everyone says that you don't have enough water in there, but I'm such a small scale reseller where it never really was a problem for me. I never ran out of water. Um, it's yeah. never leaked or anything like that. Uh, I want to say it was $23 somewhere in that, which is very affordable. It's already yeah. paid for itself many, sure. many times over. So, uh, and that was an Amazon thing too. It wasn't, you know, if you go on Amazon and you search handheld steamer, you're going to find a bunch in all mm-hmm. different price ranges. Right. So that is definitely something that I personally would say is necessary. And I think you would agree. Oh yeah, for sure. That was like literally one of the first things I bought. Like you love your Jiffy. I'm like envious when I see them because I think they're just so pretty. 
Um, I don't even think I have a pretty one. They have they have the cute ones that were pink. I wish I yeah, had gotten yeah. a pink one because they yep. would go with my little studio space. I just have like the plain. I I feel like they're kind of um industrial looking. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, I do love it. I don't know anything else, Daniela, because it was the first steamer that I bought and I love, and I do love it. Um, like anything, the tank gets yucky. We have really hard water here in, yeah. in um, the town I live in. And so, you know, I, and I don't use the, the water you're supposed to use. I use tap water. Yeah. So I'll probably kill my Jiffy steamer at some point. Because I don't use distilled water. Um, I don't use distilled water either. Mm -mm. <laughs> I, don't have I don't know a single person who used distilled. No, I just go to my sink. Distilled. I fill it up and off I go. Exactly. But now I have like, it's like the, like almost looks like rusty around the, you know, yeah, yeah. it gets yucky, but it's like a dehumidifier, you know, like how they just like. It's a nice facial. Yeah. A little exfoliator. Yeah. Just <laughs> open the pores. Right. Open it up. Um, no, but I, I do love it. I love it. Yeah. I love that I can hang stuff on it. Mm. It has like a little hook, but it has tipped over if I put too much because it's a big, it's like a big pole, you yeah. know? And the tank is only, there's only so much weight on the bottom. So there have been times where the water like is getting low, the tank yeah. is getting low. So it's lighter. And then my clothing, like I have like seven things. And if they're heavy, like that thing has fallen over. Yeah, it's just going to come down. That's my bad. Oh, <laughs> That's well. me abusing. It is what it system. is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go and say that one thing I can't have, like I could not live without in my business because I love shoes. I love selling shoes is my mink oil that I buy on Amazon. It is like $2.99. I think the price might have, might have went up. Last time I bought it was $2.99. I think last time I saw it was $5.99. So the price has gone up a little bit. Yeah. I love that mink oil. It is the first thing I ever bought. I never bought the Dr. Martin's Wonder Ball. So my, I just never tried it. And there was no reason. I just didn't try you it. Liked, yeah. Yeah. So I went with the mink oil and that is just something that I will always have my toolkit. Always. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm a big Doc Martin girl because I've never used the mink oil and the Doc Martin's like 10 bucks. Also cheap. I have never replaced the first can that I bought when I oh, first wow. started. Yeah. So it's lasted a very long time. A very little bit goes a very long way. Um, and that really does bring so many shoes back to life. It's oh, crazy. It changes them. It's, you know, all you need is just that type of oil in your toolkit and any leather shoe, any leather shoe will come back to life. Yeah. It's crazy. It might need a little I love doing the side-by-side -side comparisons on Instagram. <laughs> It's yeah. so satisfying it. to just look at a shoe and then you do the right, the right foot or the left shoe and whatever, and you show them side by side. It's such a huge difference. I love it. It is. And then I think back to like before I was a reseller and I would look at my leather shoes that were destroyed and I would just donate them. Like, I'm not going to fix these. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bad. Some reseller was scooping those up and Bad making them look me. beautiful. Know, right. So, um, I probably sold them. I just sold them in rough shape and probably sold them really cheap and, didn't realize yeah, that maybe. I could just fix them mm -hmm. and either kept them for myself or just rotated them, you know, and sold them and got something else. But yeah, that was, that's my confession right there. I definitely did not do what I do now. <laughs> Want to know something I could not live without? What? Baby wipes. Do you oh, use God. wipes of any kind? I do. I do use baby wipes. Um, I use alcohol wipes sometimes too. Okay. I, I try not to use alcohol because I, I want things to be sole. gentle. Like I'm like always so afraid. Huh? On the inside. I'm like the insole of the shoe. I use. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just to like clean. Yeah. To like almost disinfect a little bit. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I use baby wipes for for everything. I like bought a big case recently that came like I think it was like a 12 pack of like 200, you know, like yeah, wipes yeah. and and they're just all over my house. I keep one um in my office like so as I'm packaging things up to ship them out if I see something um but I just I use them for everything. I use them to clean the inside of my photo box. Mm. I use them like inside shoes, outside shoes or just like if there's a little surface stain on something, I use the baby wipe first cuz it's like I feel like it's the least invasive because it's usually like a yeah. gentle, you know, but I go crazy with baby wipes. I just could not live without them. I, I do use baby wipes. I do use, um, you're going to, you're going to get nervous to me saying this, but I do also use acetone on certain things like on some patent leathers. You have to be very careful and very gentle when using acetone because you can strip the color. Yes, yeah. it can happen. Yeah. So you just have to be mindful of that. Um, but I do like to have acetone and the wipes ready to go and, and cleaning shoes and handbags. There's a product that I'm going to look up on Amazon right now. I cannot think of the name of it, but, um, I want to say Erin from, um, Oscillady on Instagram mentioned this product. I want to say it's like ink be gone or something like that. Uh, I use goo gone. And that, that like helps me get off, like, um, on the sole of the shoe, like yeah. the, price, the price it removes, um, gunk. Like I would, I would use that instead of acetone. I don't trust myself with acetone at all. It's I've ruined shoes before 100% I've ruined shoes with acetone. Um, but the ink be gone, that's the name of it. Ink be gone. Um, it's this little small tube and it's like an oily substance. It's got a little bit of a smell to it, but it's not too bad. Um, but you know when certain stores write in permanent marker on the bottom of the shoe? Yeah. It helps you get it out without having to sit there and scrub. Sometimes magic eraser doesn't work. It depends how long it's been sitting there. Sometimes the magic eraser. Well, sometimes it's sharpie. Sometimes it's water-based, but sometimes it's right. sharpie, you know, so right. yeah. It makes it difficult. But this Ink Be Gone product is really great. I use a little Q-tip, dip it in, kind of cover it the whole price. And then I use the other side of the Q-tip and wipe and, um, and it comes off. Sometimes it leaves a bit of an oil residue on the sole, depending what kind of sole it is. Um, but other than that, I, I love it. It's affordable, eight, eight bucks. Mm-hmm. It does a trick, but uh, you know, it also depends on the stores you're going to. Some, one of the stores I go to writes in permanent marker, which is always the most frustrating thing. Yeah. I got, I just got those, um, Pendleton boots and some, um, whatchamacallit, Sorrell's yesterday at Savers and, I, and I've got a few, I, it was a big shoe day and I, I was using the Goo Gone on the bottom and it's same. It's kind of oily. It's yep. a spray, oh. but I always have to be really careful when I spray it, that it doesn't like go over the side or get on any part of the leather or the fabric of the shoe. Yep. So usually I kind of put my hand around or try to contain it a little bit. And then I just kind of let it pool and sit for a little bit. And then of course I take a baby wipe and then I just like <laughs> I wipe it right in and then it takes it out. So I've never thought good. about using Goo Gone. I always forget about Goo Gone, but it can work wonders on lots of different, like gunk that's on shoes that you can't get out sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I feel like a lot of things that I can't live without are all my shoe and leather, like cleaning things like yeah. my shoe polish, my black polish, my brown polish, like need to have those. You can really bring shoes back to life that way. I just, I think I get personal gratification and satisfaction just bringing shoes back to life. Like, look what I just did. Like, you looked awful before. Mm. And now look at you. Just a nice feeling. For sure. Yeah. Could you live without your phone for your business? No. 
Me neither. No. Some people do th- everything on the computer and I give them credit for it. Like maybe they take photos on a, on a, like an actual camera, like an actual digital oh gosh. camera. And then they upload them. Camera? Huh? I guess there must be some people who do pictures yeah. with the camera. Well, think of our friend, Laura. I think she used a camera for all of her modeling photos, right? And then she probably uploaded them onto her computer and she did most of her work on her computer. Um, I take photos on, on my phone. I upload on my phone. I do everything on my phone. I don't edit on my phone. I hate no. editing on my phone. Oh gosh. Like, so I, I upload everything to Vendu, but Vendu um, is more of a desktop thing than it is a phone, right. but you can, so I go in, you have to go in through Chrome on your phone. And then once you're in, I just, uh, it's always goes into Vendu, but they actually upload photos much faster than Poshmark. Yeah. So when I go, I'll go in through Vendu and then I just tap, 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 tap the pictures that I want. And then it just says add. And then sometimes when I'm just doing drafts and stuff, I might do a quick description like measurements or whatever. And then um, it says save and next. So it saves and then it brings me up on a new screen, upload for photos, blah, 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 blah. And it's super, super fast. But then I go on my desktop and then I will like zoom in or like change the order of my photos or anything like that. Um, Then I'll type out my title, my actual description. I do all that on my computer. Yeah, I do everything on my phone. Do you really? Everything. I edit edit the photos. So I change the brightness. I do all that stuff on my phone. That I do on my phone because that's where my pictures are. Like my PicTap Go in my photo room, all done on the phone. Yep. And then I just do everything else on my phone. I think I've just gotten so fast at it that when I've tried to transition over to my desktop, I find that it's taking me so much longer Hmm. to do because I'm just so, I'm just quicker on my phone. I just, yeah, my kids are much faster on their phones. I feel like maybe it's a generational thing. I don't know. We're not that much. Well, we're a little, yeah, but like, I guess we're generate. I mean, we're some time apart, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I definitely try to, you know, I can't help. I, I edit my photos on my phone because I have my apps. Yeah. But anything that I can transfer to, I just fly on the computer and I just, mm. plus I save a lot of stuff. Like I don't always make my listings go live right away. So like we're watching Breaking Bad, my boys and I. So if I know we're watching Breaking Bad at seven, I'm like, oh, I'm going to run downstairs and just take, you know, five listings worth of pictures, boom, 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 boom. And I take the pictures and I'll edit them. But then when we sit down and we have TV on the background, that's when, you know, I upload everything to Vendu and then I go on and bam. Actually, I spoke with Josh from Vendu today and he wanted me to remind our listeners that the 40% off code is good through the end of May. Oh, perfect. Okay. Well, add that to the, um... I think a lot of people, he said a lot of people have taken advantage of it. And so, so that's great. So I did want to just give a shout out to Vendu and a reminder if anybody has been, is interested. And of course, Daniela and I both have codes as well, but I think this is a really good one. I think so. I think so. I think the, I'll find it, but I think it's just Thrifters Villa, but I will find it. I'll put it in the show notes, what the um, code is. So you guys have to reference back to the episode earlier this year. We will make sure that that is in the show notes. So that's great. Good. It's good until May. Good. Good to know. Yeah. And he also asked me, he's like, are you going to try Facebook Marketplace? I'm like, sure, I'll try it. (laughs) I tried it. Um, I mean, I haven't had luck sung on Facebook Marketplace, but I haven't been consistent with it. Like I tried a couple of times just to see what it was like. I didn't really have an issue with any of it. Um, some of the 
specifics didn't load like I kind of had to go back and I had to do a little more manual work with it but it's in it was in beta when I did it I don't know if it's still in beta I don't I think I think they officially rolled it out yeah so when I tried it it was in beta so I'm sure a lot of things have been you know worked out constantly debugging you know um I would love to use it for some of my American Girl stuff that's big and bulky like I have a camper and I have like a carriage and all these things that I just would never want to mail or deal with shipping so I thought that maybe some of that bulky stuff might be a good start yeah. point. So yeah, I got yeah. it. It's an easy platform. I'm not going to lie. That little bit that I did do, very easy platform. Mm. It was very simple. Kind of reminded me of Mercari in a way. Uh, the ease of like- the simplicity. Going- That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I liked it. And some people have had really great luck with Facebook Marketplace, like selling a ton of things on there. And that's great. Yes. Yes. I think, well, because I think everybody's on Facebook. So I think it's a, for people who aren't used to Poshmark or eBay or whatever, most people are on Facebook. So I think it's a very easy, just one step, you know, it's, it's there anyway, stuff's going to pop up. So. Yeah, I agree. Are there any apps that you can't live without that you use for your reselling business? Um, I guess the ones that I mentioned for sure, PickTapGo and Photo Room. Those are like two main. Addicted to them both now. Yeah, they're really the only ones that I use um, to brighten, pick tap go, and then to remove the background photo room. But but I'll only photo room a couple pictures per listing. I don't feel the need to do them all because I feel like lights on in pick tap go brightens things enough um, on certain photos. I think the background plays a part too. Like sometimes my background just doesn't, you know, when I photograph things in my wall in my basement, sometimes it comes out different than when it's in the photo box. So depending if I can get it bright enough or just the garment itself, sometimes draws enough of the light and attention that the the background kind of disappears just by brightening it a little bit. I, um, I use Lightroom. That's the first one that I use. I do use Snapseed on occasion for, um, differently to take different things out of the background that maybe didn't come out right. I do use photo room as well. The only thing is when I use photo room and I've been like testing this out is I first brighten my photo in Lightroom because I've noticed if I don't do it first and I go into photo room and and do the white background, the color of my pictures, because I only have one ring light, the picture looks totally different. Like the item itself, the color, the saturation isn't there. It almost dulls it. So I have to go into Lightroom. I brighten it. Then I go into photo room. I do it. And sometimes I still have to go back into Lightroom just because of the way that the lighting is in here. Mm. And then I have to do it again. It doesn't happen often, but if I'm photographing really late at night and it's like, really? Yeah. You know, that's when I have, that's when I have the issues, but I usually do have to brighten. So like I've tried it where I just remove the background and yeah, it just looks so dim, but the order for me doesn't matter. So like if I brighten the picture first and pick tap go, then I remove the background. I get the same result as I would if I removed the background first and then took that image and went into pick tap go and did lights on. So I get the same result regardless of the order that I edit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those, those are my main things. Um, I also use, but I, I need this less now, now that I have picked up, uh, now that I use photo room and you can actually adjust the size of your image. Mm-hmm. Um, that's made a huge difference for me before I used to always use it's, I think it's an extension of Instagram, Instagram oh. grids. That's what I use. Oh, you use grids. Yeah. I've never used that before. I use layout. 
It's called layout. And so I would do a lot of side-by-side -side images. If I had long things that just would look lost in the center of a square photo, I would do the front and the back image. And then I would go on layout and I would just like, yep. it basically just divides the photo. So I would do a front and back. I do like layout. Um, and yeah, I use PicTap, not PicTap Go. I use... Seller I Insight. I love Seller Insight. You use that one a lot. That's an app. I do. I was thinking of another photo editing one, but it, it was something I use for Instagram stories and not for my reselling business necessarily. Um, no, Seller Insight is great. Seller Insight, I like the most for like at a glance stuff. Yeah. I feel like Seller Insight keeps me honest because like when I log in and it syncs with my activity, it tells me, uh, you know, how many sales I've had for the day. And then I believe it compares it to the week prior. So like I'll be in the red basically until I match what I did the week before. And then you go like positive, but it will also say it gives you like that little graph that shows you how many things you've sold. And then it also goes up in like the value that you sold. So we'll, we'll graph the, the amount you sold. And then on top of that, it will give a number, meaning how many units you sold. And then it also has a thing that's visual for how many listings you created. So it, it just like, I try to log in every day to just yeah. get a glimpse, to look at it and be like, oh gosh, I only listed three items yesterday. And you know how sometimes you take the photos, you edit them, you draft them, but maybe sometimes you don't list them or you, or you, you do maybe just three listings, but you cross post them to three platforms and it yep. feels like you listed a hundred pictures, a yep. hundred items. <laughs> and then you go back and you're like, oh, I only listed four items yesterday. It felt like I was listing forever, but you know, I had edited and photographed, but I didn't get it to the finish line. So yeah. So I think seller insight helps keep me honest. Yeah. I don't have it, but I know a lot of people love seller insight. That is definitely something they always go to. I used to use Sellhound. I haven't used that in a long time. I don't mm. think I still have it on my phone. I have, I've never used Cellhound. I use it. That, that was more when I was, so I thought that was a good way to look up comps. And then I've realized that if I just Google it, I'm fine. Yeah. Like I don't need Cellhound, mm -mm. <laughs> you know? Um, it's a great, I think they have other services too. I think they have um, VA type services as well, but I never use them for anything like that. So mm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Um, I'm trying to think what else, what else do I use on a deal? I, have I would be lost without all of my free shipping supplies yes. from Good USPS. Point. I mean, I have relied on them more and more and more and more. Like I was all about the pretty packaging when I first started and I still, I still like a nice poly yeah. bag. I always have them in stock. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I, I think I'm much more into like my clear bags with my sticker, my thank you sticker that I customized um, on what's that site? Vistaprint. Mm -hmm. Like during Black Friday, I got some big sale and I ordered a bunch of like Lori's Boston found stuff. Um, but even if, if I don't have those stickers, just like your basic thank you stickers, they have a great variety on Amazon. That's They're very I mean. affordable. You get like 5,000 of them or something ridiculous. On a roll. Exactly. So I love like the clear bag with my item inside, my little sticker and my free mailers from USPS. I only have mailers for my eBay sales. I think that's gonna be first class. Like that's 
what I use. I use those mailers. On occasion, I'll use them for Poshmark sales, but I just buy white ones or black ones, whatever I feel like buying. And um, I don't usually go for any of the crazy prints. I did when I first started, but I don't anymore. And I just buy a, a bunch and, you know, spend whatever it is, the $12, $13 on it. Yeah. And that's what I use those for. But again, I have the same thing. I have the clear um, plastic that I put the item in. I have the sticker and then everything else is just free supplies. Even I finally purchased a label, um, a label printer there. And uh, I went with like a no name on Amazon. It works great. Love it. You know, awesome. I have no issues with it. Um, but I got free thermal labels from UPS because you can get them on UPS. There is a way to get free labels in this big box of 6,000 labels. Oh my you can buy a house. It's great. I don't want to ever buy labels for this printer that I bought. Oh my gosh. And the printer itself came with a hundred labels for free, which was nice. So it kind of got me started. Yeah. Um, because the first time I tried to print labels, I definitely messed it up like four or five times. So it was it's hard nice. formatting it to it fit just right. It is. So, uh, yeah, but you can get those for free. So you don't have to pay for those. That's crazy. I, I just paid for a box. Yeah. I don't buy the name brand, but I buy mm. the four by six labels. Yeah. There's so many out there. Yeah. There's so much. But yeah, my thermal printer couldn't live without that. Yeah. I thought I could. For the longest until you time, got one until I got one. And then I was like, oh, I get it. I get it now. It's just. It's totally know. doable. I didn't have a thermal printer for, oh God, maybe six months to a year. I don't remember when I got my Dymo, but yeah, it was just like, first I started with computer paper and cut mm-hmm. it out and then taped it on. And then I upgraded to like the adhesive paper that like printed Um, and then, you know, so I would just peel it off, but I was still putting it through like an inkjet printer Gotcha. and then I got the thermal. So I went from, I've I've always printed, right. Printed it and cut it out. And then I, um, originally was using tape. And then I found out that, um, USPS has these, I don't know what they are. Little sleeves. Yeah. The little sleeve, you can just kind of stick it in. Um, and that's what I use for the longest time. And that, and that was, I didn't have to use tape. I just stuck it on there and that piece from USPS is free. So, you know, yeah, that we love it. free stuff. Yes. Free is that, listen, if you can get free supplies for your business, do it. Get them. Yes. Get all of it because there are other expenses that accrue, like all these apps that we've discussed. Right. <laughs> you can um, spend a lot of money on yes. like I, I signed up for Epidemic Sound and accidentally signed up for like the professional level, level oh, and I think- <laughs> 50 bucks a month for like the three songs I download. I'm like, what the frig? Like I need to like, and, and you know, it's been on my list of things to do, but I mean, I love, I love the access. What I don't know about epidemic sound is like the songs that I've already downloaded. Are those mine now? Or like once I don't have the membership, I can't ever play them again. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Because if that were the case, I would just download a bunch of things and, you know, sail off into the sunset. I would assume if you have that membership, you get the copyrights to it. That would be my guess. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. You've technically- I mean, let's be honest. I could probably download 30 little jingles and that would be just fine for my background music. Oh my God. You know what I did on Saturday? What? We went to my brother-in-law's house and we recorded our own audio for the New England song with Jonathan. Oh, you did? Yeah, it was so hysterical. Fun. So we recorded first, like 
like at four o'clock in the afternoon. And then we had two pitchers of margaritas out to dinner. And then we came so got really good at the end. <laughs> and, then, and then we recorded again. And clearly the second recording was way more fun. And that's what we're going to use. Um, so it, it was great because I don't know how much I've talked about it on the podcast, but I tried to buy the rights to the song. I paid $600. They didn't give me the master license. The, the manager was like, a snake in the grass and then wanted to charge me like another $2,700 for the copy of the song after I'd already paid the 600 and told him like he wanted to get more upfront for the rights. And I was like, dude, like, no, like I, I don't make any, you know, what I make on my videos, I'm, this will just, I'll just break even over a, a six episode series thrift across new England, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, I was very bitter about it for a very, very long time. But um, so. <laughs> we had our attorney look at it and they said, you don't have the master um, license, so you can't play his original version, but you can record it. Well, then there you, you go. The rights to the song and my brother-in-law's a musician. So I'm like, well, let's make some lemonade out of these lemons. I love so, it. So we recorded over the weekend. So I'm really excited. Like, I mean, there are definitely some like weak spots in the song. That's fine though. That <laughs> makes it could have been better. the tequila, but, um, but yeah, I'm really excited to like, I need to like get it all loaded onto my computer and played in the background. And then I have to figure out how to send the copy of the license to YouTube. Oh, so I don't yeah. get flagged for copyright. Don't they don't know. know I have a license for it, but it's right. not like there's an email like, Hey, YouTube, can yeah. I send you this? You know? So I have to figure that out. There's gotta be a drop down or something. I don't know. Like when I use epidemic sound music, because I, the first time I used one of their songs, I got flagged. I got copyright flagged mm -hmm. immediately. And what you're supposed to do is just basically, um, they give it to you right in the download. You copy, um, you know, basically it says this, this music is from epidemic sound and this is the name of the song and this is the artist. And you just copy it. And then I put it anywhere in my description and then I'm clear, but I didn't realize I had to do that for my first song. So then like my mon my money was like an escrow for that particular video that I put right. out until I cleared it with epidemic sound. And then, so, but that was, that was more like after the fact, it wasn't anything I knew. I didn't know how to do it up front. So I'm, I'm sure it'll just, I'll have to figure out what to do, but like, I, cause I have a copy of the license to send them. Right. Well, I don't know. There's got to be a way. There's I know. Be All these things that come up that I, you just. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not things you would think of to. Exactly. You know, exactly. But this is, that's going to be really fun. I can't wait to hear that. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be really fun. Um, I don't. So I, I mean, when it comes to reselling, I guess I want to branch out a little bit more because we have some listeners that probably have YouTube channels and stuff too. I don't have a camera for my YouTube channel. That's on a hiatus right now. Um, I just use my phone. Do you think a camera is necessary? Is that like a reseller YouTuber must have thing for you to have a camera to film on? I think at this stage of the game, because I've had like a, a like a vlogger style camera, mm. I would really miss it. There are certain things I would miss. Like when I go in close with an item and it zooms in on that, I actually just got a new camera. Um, because the camera that I had, had like a detachable lens and it was really nice. And I read all about them. I have the, the ML 50 mm -hmm. Canon ML 50 EOS. 
Um, and it's great, but I find that it's bulky. So like, if I want to do a thrift with me, I'm afraid to take that out of the house. Cause I'm just like, there's too much going on when I'm thrifting. Right. And it's so easy to get distracted while you're thrifting too. Yes. And I'm like, all I need is for this pricey camera to like fall or whatever. Plus it's so obvious that you're filming and like, I just film with my phone. So, I mean, even within my own videos, like anytime I'm vlogging, I'm just like holding my regular, my phone camera. So, I mean, I guess the quick answer is I definitely don't think people have to have that. No way to start a YouTube channel. That should absolutely not be any reason why somebody doesn't start a YouTube channel. I think people like, I kind of like technology. Like I love my gadgets and stuff. Yeah. Um, but no, I think for very long for probably, I, I don't know when I bought my camera, I probably shot on an iPhone for a year for my YouTube channel. Yeah. And I feel like the way that iPhones have advanced or Androids, um, they've come a long way with the video that you, oh, can, you can make it work, right? You can make it work, especially if you like to edit and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's just like one of those things that I feel like I want, but it's not necessary right now for not me. Necessary. In, any way, shape, in fact, I was watching a video recently comparing the the camera that I'm kind of, I'm probably going to sell the camera that I just got, which is the Sony ZV-1. Mm-hmm. So it's got, it's um, no detachable lens, zooms in and out. It was like the first camera that Sony designed with video in mind before photographs. That's specific to vloggers. It has like automatic blurring in the background. When you do it, it has, um, it auto focuses really quickly when you come in, you know, when, you know, when I show something and I have to like block my face so that the thing comes into focus, you don't have to do that with this camera. It has this automatic filter, which like (laughs) gives you a little glow. And I guess you can have it on low, medium or high. Wow. Um, which is a little weird to me that you can do that, but I'm, I'm certainly going to take advantage. I was gonna say I would be using it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try to stick with the low. So, uh, you know, I don't look too glassy. Um, but yeah, so it has like all these features, but it's really small and they sell this little, um, handle and you, um, it's, it screws onto the camera and then you don't have to touch any of the buttons on the camera. It's basically like a selfie stick. Oh, wow. It also spreads out to be a little tripod and it's thick. And then you can walk around with it. It's just, and it's all super compact. So for me, I wanted, um, I just wanted something that I could actually go out and vlog with. Cause I just, and you can with the camera that I have, I always use my iPhone when I'm out vlogging. So the point of that story was that I was, I was watching a, a video and a guy was comparing the camera that I'm leaving behind my new one and his iPhone. And there were a lot of things that he's like, well, if I'm comparing the three, my iPhone wins on this. If I'm comparing the three, I would choose my iPhone. So it was really interesting because there's so much hype over these vlogger cameras. And this guy was like, you know, he had several hundred thousand followers or, or views on this video. And he was a camera guy. Yeah. And he's like, I'm sorry, like nothing beats the convenience of an iPhone that's in your pocket that holding it in your hand. It's it's yeah. there's something so, to be about that. Yeah. I mean the quality of iPhones are incredible now. So no, you definitely don't need a fancy camera. Yeah. It's, it's again, it's one of those wants. You need good lighting, but you don't need a fancy camera. Yeah. You do need good lighting. This is I will true. say that. And you always have good lighting because you sit right there by your window and the lighting's always good. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I am distracted when I watch a video and it's like super shaded or dark or grainy or, but, but I mean, if you have good lighting with an iPhone, I think you're absolutely fine. Yeah. I agree with you. I think I would love a camera someday, but like, I'm not even monetized. Like I have no business buying a camera. Well, I have a really nice one. I'm selling. I, I know. I saw. <laughs> 
I'm aware. Um, I contemplated. I was like, oh, well, I mean, friends and family discount, maybe. <laughs> well, for sure. That's why. So uh, Daniela and I have like, we're in a small, um, like a group chat with yeah. other creators on YouTube. So I figured I would put it out to that group first. Then I'm going to put it on my Instagram stories. And then I'm going to put it on eBay. But once it goes to eBay, that's like 20%, right? So yeah. off the bat. Yeah, I think if once I think the community would would respond. I'm sure there's people out there that follow you that are looking into getting a camera. Yeah, it's it's actually I'm not. It will definitely sell. It's it's a very it's a great camera. Um, it's almost like just too much for me. I just don't need all the bells and whistles that this. Like my new camera doesn't have a flash. My Canon has a flash. Huh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. But I get I'm worried. I, I'm a little worried to let go of it because I'm so used to my Canon and Jay's like, well, you got to recoup some of the cost from the new camera. I'm like, I know, but, but do I really, <laughs> but I do, I do. But, um, I'm like, well, maybe I could just leave the Canon at home and bring the Sony with me. You could and have two cameras and have two. You better be selling a lot of things then to recoup those costs. No, exactly. No, I need to recoup some of the cost. It, it's just not. It's, yeah, cameras are expensive. Cameras are expensive. They are. They're a lot. Um, going back to reselling clothing related command strips, like the command hook that I have for my clothes that I hang on my wall. Necessity yes. in my business. Have to have that. You can use a nail, but I like my command hook. People love their command hooks. Um, I used a command hook when I was upstairs. Um, downstairs, I use twine. Oh, um, I have like a curtain rod above in my studio. Yeah. Um, originally, I thought I was going to use like a curtain backdrop that lasted half a day. It was way too busy. Um, but I left the curtain rod up and I hang it's almost um, it's twine and I tie it in a knot and then I hang my hanger on that and then I can flip it back and forth because it's just hanging so I can get a front view and a back view. And I've just gotten very used to yeah. that system. Yeah. So I actually don't have mine on a hanger, but I, I on a hook, but I think I'm very much the exception and not the rule. I think most people live for their command hooks. Plus they're white, they're clean. Mm-hmm. Boom. You can move it. You can do what yeah. you want with it. It doesn't ruin your wall for the most part. I'm sure there's instances where it could, but yeah, no, I love my command hook. That is definitely something I could not live without. And my totes that I have need to have my totes. I've tried not, when I first started, I didn't have totes. I don't remember how I used to store it. I think I used to have like those cardboard tote like things, not these plastic ones from Home Depot, like things I probably got at Home Goods or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my Home Depot totes is where it's at for my store. And I love the clear tote too. Yeah. You yeah. can just see what's going on in there. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you noticed on um, Poshmark, it just started like this week, where we'll say an offer has been made. Like, yes, I noticed it today. It's 
kind of annoying. Yeah, I don't like it because I sometimes like things because I might want to buy it to resell and I might like a lot of things all at once. And then you get all these notifications. I don't know. It's, is, is it just to like create a sense of urgency? Don't you get an email? Like, so it's when somebody else makes an offer when on it. Somebody else makes an offer. That's annoying. I agree. I don't like it. And I wish there's it's a way to show like, We have enough information coming at us all day long. I don't need to know when Susie Q makes an offer on something yeah, that I like. Her. I hope she gets it. Cause I would have bought it at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like super annoying. I'm going to have to go in and shut that off on yeah. notifications. If I, um, I noticed that today and I was like, what is this? And why is it telling me someone made an offer? I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's really unnecessary and kind of invasive. Yeah. I don't and like it. There's also it's one thing if the, if the seller is making an offer, but right, then right. I agree. Happens. Like a notification on that. Huh? Yeah. I'm so swollen over oh, here. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, like my glands. I just look all, it's so weird. I keep catching my image here. Um, there's also yeah. been talk, not to get off topic, but there's also been talk um, about the search capabilities, how it's been switching back and forth between Relevance and Justin. Have you seen right. about that? Yes. Um, my friend Amber, Amber yes. Resells did a video. She's like the best analytical YouTuber yeah. around. Um, yeah, she just, she did a video on it and I, I haven't tested the waters with it to see like if mine is coming in, if it's by Relevance or if it's by... Just in. Yeah. Or just shared. It's one just of shared. Yeah. Mine still defers. So mine went to relevance when Amber had posted on Instagram, I checked and I was like, yep, mine's going to it too. And I was messaging her about it. And, um, I personally, I know some people were upset about it because they like the ease of like you share and it just goes to the top kind of thing. But I feel like as an eBay seller and as someone who knows a lot about SEO and stuff, it just makes you want you have to create a really good listing so that it's searchable. But the other thing about it too, is someone has to be specifically searching for, you need to make sure you have all the right words in your title so that it'll pop up no matter what the combination is right. when someone's searching. Right. So it is going to require a little more work. It's very eBay-like, you know, if they go through with it. Um, I think- You're going to have to give us more characters if it goes to I that. I agree. Eight, you know, eBay gives you 80. Right. And like when I'm drafting on Vendu, that's something I'm always paying attention to because once I'm past 50 on Poshmark, I know I'm going to have to alter something. So I usually do my drafts in Vendu at 50 make because most of my stuff goes to Poshmark first yep. and I add on to it when it goes to eBay. Yeah. I do the same thing. I yeah. do the same thing. I do my Poshmark one. And then once it's in Vendue, I know I can add in the, all the extra things that I need for eBay. I don't know. I know some people were upset about it, but I actually kind of like it as someone who likes SEO and likes the ability to be searchable, you know, right. on Google, because that's really what it's all about. Um, is being searchable on Google. And I did notice- Every other company, that's what they're going for, is being searchable on Google. I mean, that's- Um, Have you tried to Google one of your items recently? No. Okay, so I did the other day because uh, I was looking something up, I don't remember what it was, and my item popped up. And when, and it came up under, um, you know, when you click on images, there's like a row of all things that are for sale, right? So my item was the first one that popped up, which is great. Um, but it also underneath the price, it said fit and it said skinny. So it's pulling things now 
that are in your um, categories and your subcategories. So mm-hmm. just to kind of put out there the importance of filling in all of those, ca- you know, all all the characters, filling in the categories, the subcategories. Is it an eBay listing or a Poshmark listing? Poshmark listing. Hmm. Interesting. Poshmark listing. So clearly Poshmark is leaning towards that, which makes sense. I mean, they're growing as a company. They gotta, they're going to have to, you know, revamp a few things. I mean, stuff was searchable. It was searchable before, prior but I think it makes it easier for a buyer to be like, okay, is this is, you know, it says skinny fit. This is what I'm looking for kind of thing. Yeah. Or it says material. Um, yeah. So, and now they have that new style tags that you can add as well, which is a new feature on Poshmark too. So they're definitely, there's a definite, definite heavy focus on searchability. Yes. Poshmark. Very, I mean, can you imagine if they just get rid of sharing, how that would change? Oh, I'd love that? it. It would be so nice. It would be amazing, but I just don't know if that's what they're going to do. It's so deeply embedded into the culture of Poshmark. It is. I just. So not necessary. It's just not a necessary task at any level of being in the reselling business. Can you imagine if people that had eBay had a share? Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? People have thousands and thousands of items in there. So I'm not talking like one to 2000 people. No, I mean, warehouses 10, yeah. or more. So I, you, you could never share any of that, Mm-mm. you know? So I don't know, maybe they realize that now that they're a public company that they can't be doing that kind of stuff. Or they just have to start on some level showing a little love for the people who work full-time on their platform like that. And acknowledge it acknowledge it i mean i've always said even if you had a certain thing like if you share your closet if you share a hundred items you get a hundred shares free or like just some sort of give back for the people who are constantly giving to the app i mean and there there's a lot of criticism with you know people hosting posh parties and posh and sips and nobody being compensated and it's like all this free marketing that people do for the company. And I, I don't typically get bent out of shape about that stuff. And I feel like I have my own platform with YouTube. So I've never really done a lot of that stuff. But I, I think for people who maybe want to connect with people in the community outside of Instagram or YouTube channel, that's a way to do it. Um, yeah. Then it's just, it's just, a, it's kind of a weird system. It's kind of a weird system. I agree. I think that for a long time, they wanted to be a social platform. And as they grew, they realized they had a lot of full timers on there and that they probably have to get with the times because you're going to start losing some of those full-time sellers. So the platforms that are coming out that are just, just as good, just as simple and don't require as much work. Yeah, I say it all the time. A lot of people start out on Poshmark and then they, they're intimidated by eBay, but then they start doing eBay. And, you know, if they're full-time and they're, you know, paying their mortgage mm-hmm. with the reselling business, little by little, they just kind of head over there because it's less time-consuming and you have a bigger audience. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how we got on this topic. No, it doesn't take much. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't take much for us to <laughs> no, it go doesn't. off topic. Um, is there anything else you can think of that you can't live without in your business? I'm trying to think, I feel like I mentioned all of the key things that I have to have. I have a lot of like cool things that just aren't like, they're not a must have though. Well, what's a cool thing? Let's go to the non-essentials. Let me think. think. What's a cool thing? All right. This is something really, really simple. 
and for me, it was like a, a big thing when I first started, but I never had fancy hangers for my stuff. And I like using fancier hangers. Like I like the wooden hangers. I thought those were a really pretty look. So for me, that was like, ooh, I'm one of the cool kids with the, with the wooden hanger when I first started. I didn't have like a cheap plastic hanger you got the store kind of thing. Right. You know what I mean? Um, it's a very simple thing. But for me, that was like a big upgrade is I had a pretty wood hanger. Yeah, I do love the wood hangers. They are so pretty. Yeah, just in general. I went, there was a phase I went through where I wanted all wood hangers for my rack. Um, but then I couldn't fit as many items on the rack because like I, I never, you know, I watched those videos and everybody in certain people have like their items yeah. 1.5 inches spread <laughs> apart, like in yeah, it looks beautiful. <laughs> it's completely staged, you know. I'm like the rack never looks like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just perfect. <laughs> but it looks pretty for YouTube. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's another thing too. I don't have a rack. I would like to have a rack once I have the space. That would mm -hmm. be great. Because right now yeah, it's really I, I'm very reliant on my rack. However, I do feel like it, for me, there have been so many times in my business where it's just another place to put stuff. Yeah. You know, like I, either it's been photographed and I haven't put it into inventory or it sits there. It's like a glorified death pile, but it's on a hanger, you so know, it looks better, but it so it looks better. But I mean, I have gotten much better about like my process. So this stuff doesn't stay on the rack too long anymore. Like it used to. Yeah. I just, I hate having everything in tote bags. Like I come up with their store and it stays in the tote bag until I photograph it. And then I put it away um, in one of my totes. So I would like to have some type of rack. So there's some type of organization to it. You should look into the one that I have in my office that I got from Amazon that bolts to the wall. Ooh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I had kind of envisioned that I would use that and then stand up and do some of my videos and like yeah. have that look that I just talked about, like the really pretty hangers um, and just You've have never it. used that in your videos, have you? Once. I, I, I used it with my, my Boston collection, which yeah. I only did once. So, yeah. um, yeah. And that's like just a whole, I, I just feel more comfortable. Like my desk is my safety net. Yeah. I'm you. comfortable behind my desk. Um, yeah. so yeah, maybe if I lose 20 more pounds on Weight Watchers, I'll stand up and dance around for everybody a little bit more. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. You look fine just as you are. Thank you, love. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm tired. Yes. It's <laughs> and my late. brain is done. <laughs> my brain this is, is fun, done. though. I mean, I, 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 love, I love to talk about tools and technology. I agree. And, and I'm and sure there's fun. things that we didn't mention. That oh, other gosh. Definitely. There are so many tools out there. I feel like I have to mention one thing, but it? I don't know the name of it. It's like this little plastic <laughs> scrapey thing. It's called... It's literally like a dollar twenty-five, and it gets your stickers off. Oh yeah, it's uh, it has a yellow um handle, doesn't it? Maybe it's white. I don't know. Mine is red. I think they come in a variety oh. of colors. They're but plastic. It's got like a little. I know what you're talking. It about. almost looks like a little baby spatula. Yep. yep. Um, and it helps you. It and it just like saves sticker. your nails from like scraping off stickers. Um, let's. I mean, I'm sure if you type into Amazon, something will come up. I want to say it starts with a J. Like sticker it's like the name scraper. of a person. Maybe Let's not. What happens. Sticker scraper. Uh, there's a whole bunch of them. Plastic razor blade, scrid, scrape it, scraper. There's all different names. Plastic razor. 
Um, oh, I found it. Scotty. I knew Scotty it was Peeler's label and sticker remover. Scotty Peeler. Yep. So um, there's like a three pack of red, white, and a blue, but then they have like that little metal one that looks dangerous. Um, <laughs> but the plastic one is like the best thing ever. And I don't know if they sell them individually, but that's like such a cheap, a cheap thing. Yeah. I don't um, have one of those. That is going to be added to my list. Yeah. Super cheap. And instead of using my fingers. Yeah. It just saves your nails and you won't believe how, how easily it lifts the stickers off. So sometimes like I'll spray a little bit of the goo gone, mm. like say you get um, like a frame or yep. something Not that we're all out buying frames, but like anything on a hard surface, I spray the goo gone and then I take my Scotty peeler yeah. and it just like lifts stuff. Right. I mean, that's just like a life thing. Everybody needs a Scotty yeah. peeler in their life. Not even their reselling just in general. Cause even like sometimes when I buy mugs and you can't get the sticker exactly the max sticker off of the mug and it's really frustrating peeler. run it under hot water and you're scrubbing to get all the glue off and need to buy one that's what you need you need a spray of goo gone in a scotty peeler so goo gone and the scotty peeler are on my list of yep. things i need to buy that's what's gonna we'll happen le we'll leave you with that yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is what we're gonna do um thank you to everyone who is listening a few days late we appreciate Thanks you. everybody. Yeah, it, yeah, it'll be. So we'll release on Thursday and are we yep. recording this weekend? Yeah. So we'll record again for Monday. Yes, we will. And uh, for those who have joined the Patreon, thank you very much. Thank of you course. so much. Thank you. We appreciate it. We will be going live um, this week, aren't we? Maybe. I, I think so. <laughs> who knows at this point, Lori and I don't even know where we are anymore. <laughs> we don't even know what's going on. All right. Anyway, we will talk to you guys again on Monday. Hope you had a great week. And uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. This is just a reminder that Thrifters Villa's Patreon is officially live. You can find us on patreon.com backslash Thrifters Villa. It is just $5 a month where we're going to offer you bonus content, extra episodes, a free downloadable a month, and live events. So make sure to check us out there and we will see you next week.